language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. Psycho Music Lyricology Podcast, where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. What up? And the professor, Maurice Moss. What's up? What's up, man? We y'all sound, look like y'all love. Uh, we sound kind of tired. Look right tired now, right man. now, man. What's up with that? It's summertime. <laughs> the heat draining you. Yeah, this is like... This is when I stay inside. People stay inside during the winter. I stay inside during the summer. It is hot. Yeah. It's like fish grease. Well, you know, I feel you, man, because uh, my uh, air conditioner has decided it doesn't want to work in my truck anymore. Uh, I thought you were getting ready to say in here. I was like, well, we're going to cut these shorts. <laughs> Short. <laughs> yeah. sitting up here. And so I tried to uh, uh, get it worked on yesterday, and it was like... Nah, it says mechanical error, so failure. So I'm like, well, we're going to have to do something else. We're going to have to go to work early and get off early before the sun come out. Or you can take your other ride. Nah, I ain't driving that in the dirt. Oh, okay. Nah, I can't do that, man. I'll be glad when I grow up and I can have two or three rides. (laughs) I can decide, oh, it's dirty outside today. I'm not driving this car. Yeah, man. But, man, we have a, 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 a guest today. You know, this this cat here is just all over Dallas. Everybody in Dallas knows this dude, man. We're moving into a uh, film now. With yeah, our, man. With our reach, so we got a director. Yeah, yeah man. This is, this is dope. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> he is from Dallas, Texas, though. Uh, his brother's an actor, director, cinematographer, producer, writer, editor, musician, and author of Do It Your Damn Self, How to Put on a Stage Play. He received a 2015 Excellence Award for Best Film of the Year for his film, Her Eyes. His current film, Black Diamond, will premiere on Tuesday, July 16th at the Texas Theater in Dallas, Texas, and Friday, July 19th at Liberty Hall in Tyler, Texas. We would like to welcome to Psycho Music Lyricology, Mr. Vernon Snoop Robinson. What's up, man? Nice to meet what you, man. do? I just felt like I need to be relaxed and laid back the way y'all talking, man. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Yeah, man. It's man. definitely not formal. <laughs> man, I feel like I needed me something to smoke and drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's all allowed. You can do all of that. Man, thank y'all for having me, man. I'm, in, I'm excited to be a uh, part of it. Thank you, I for, thank you for coming here, on, you know. No, I'm honored, man. You know, Snoop gave me my uh, first opportunity. Your first uh, IMDb credit. Credit in uh, that's, uh, Sam. That's important. That's big, man. Man, IMDb yeah, man. Is, is huge, man. <laughs> that's, better, big, man. that's important. Better recognize, man. <laughs> I like that. That's a good that's, thing. That's big. Yeah, bro. man. When I saw that, I, uh, I just Googled my name. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, you Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. He, that was really yeah. cool. I like that. And, and, and then he got texted everywhere, so everybody knows. Now. <laughs> yeah, man. You know. Man, you so, know how it go. Uh, preacher used to say, if you, uh, if, uh, you don't toot your own horn, then your horn remains in the state of untootedness forever. <laughs> but yeah, man. But Snoop Nola, we uh when we get started, we just kinda talk about a little bit about what we've been listening to in the music or what have you. But uh 
I was going to ask you all, have you all watched that show called, uh, 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 God dog, I have to mess the name up again. The, uh, you know, the show with the girl, the football player, All-American. Mm-hmm. Have y'all watched it, All-American? Man, on Netflix? Yeah, well, it's on Netflix now. You know, it was on yeah. CW. I didn't know it was, it was on CW. DNA just put it on Netflix so everyone could see the actual uh series the whole see the whole man, first series show. man you were watching it yeah man i like that show man I, yeah What's it, what life. is it about it's basically about uh a young man that lives in crenshaw plays football in high school oh yeah tay diggs is in it yeah tay diggs yeah, is yeah, the yeah, head coach yeah, yeah i've seen him advertising and karima that. westbrook she's in the in there and so, uh, actually, the young girl, the young lady that plays Coop in the uh, show, she was on Empire. She played on Empire as a little. She's a rapper okay. too. And so, man, it's about like he's kind of he at this crossroads. His mother wants him to, you know, go to the Be- transfer to Beverly Hills High School. So mm-hmm. he transfer. So he gets transferred. So, but all of this stuff is starting happening. Actually, I thought Tay Diggs was his daddy at first, though. I did, I did too, <laughs> uh, but after I started looking at it, you yeah, can kind of see. Yeah, it wasn't nothing happening with them. Yeah, but you just but never it's know. But it's something it happening. It's something. But, I, I, but I knew it was something that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a but it, mystery in the show, huh? It's a lot of mystery yeah. in the okay. show, which is actually, that's what keeps you engaged. Yeah. Okay. So many different inserts that it's like, okay, what, what's about to happen? Okay. And you, when you think you know it, you really you don't. don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's true. Me, his dad say, uh, but his dad crashed the party. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he say, yo, you uh, you out here living living like OJ up because he got the white wife. <laughs> I'm just curious that uh, what what stuff piques your your interest as uh, somebody that's in the industry. So that you just uh, why did you pick pick that show? Honestly, what's 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 interesting, my daughter is really. She gets a lot of that from me, so she's a Netflix fanatic. Okay. So she's like, "Dad, y'all need to watch this show," and I'm like, "All right, you know, usually I believe it." When I when I sat down and watched that movie, I mean, and and I think a lot of it has to do one with good production, and then two, the content was amazing because this it's a lot of like I say hidden secrets that mm-hmm. are are innuendos that you think are happening, and when it's when you see that, it's like okay what's gonna happen next so by by the writing of it really you know grabs my attention a lot a lot of times so okay i'm about mm-hmm. to add this one to my little cue yeah all, all, all american. american all american yeah okay. man it's good though man what's up mike what you got going on uh not much man been listening to a lot of good stuff um you remember uh back a few months ago uh youtube played the uh, uh youtube recorded and played the um memorial service for hargrove you remember I, I never said, watched it. I never watched it, but you remember telling yeah, us about it. It was it was real interesting. Well, um, of course, Hargrove is not there, but uh, so they used different trumpet players to uh, uh, simulate his, you know, his playing in the different mm-hmm. groups. And one of the cats that they had playing was this young dude. Uh, his name is uh, Theo Crocker. Theo Crocker. Theo Crocker. And I, I think I sent, I think I sent Theo to you. Uh, a few months ago, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, maybe about a month ago. Oh, but okay. I, it, it probably ain't even been that long ago, really, because I I just really kind of uh, ran oh, across yeah, him again. Oh yeah, he's the uh, guy with the dreads, real light skin yeah, with the dreads, tall yeah. brother with with dreads, real mm-hmm. thin. Yeah, uh, he's from Florida, lives in L.A. now. He's a trumpet player, jazz trumpet player, uh, steeped in the tradition. 
so he can really he can really play. Mm-hmm. But he's one of these uh, 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 cats that's truly trying to expand the. He's he's really really expanding the uh, the language, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's he's played with uh, Kareem Riggins, you know. We love August Green, so mm-hmm. he's played with yep. Kareem Riggins, and he's actually played. You know, we talked about Ari Lennox re- re- recently. He's played on her album, and he's uh, he's done some work with J Cole. Then he's also done work with like Dee Dee Bridgewater, and you know, and with Hargrove. Okay. So you know, he's 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 steeped in the tradition of um, of I would say Hargrove in the sense that you know he can he can play the tradition. But you know his his love for the music just expands it. And what what happened was I found him, I, I started listening to him again because he has a cat, uh, another cat on his album named Chronix, or on an album named Chronix, or calls himself Chronix. Mm-hmm. And Chronix is a uh, world music. He's a he's mostly a reggae reggae star. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted to uh, Psycho few weeks ago one of his uh gospel songs okay so um so theo i've been listening to him you know he's he, he's he's a dope cat and i i would i would suggest that uh you know you sit down and kind of listen to him you know when you have album titles like afrophysicist and you know uh escape velocity and you know mm-hmm. i <laughs> you know he's a deep thinker when it comes to what he's doing with his music and so I just think uh, uh, you'll enjoy it quite a bit. He went from, you know, being a uh, kind of a um, um, independent jazz artist to he's kind of gained some steam because he's got some uh, he's got some uh, some uh, like Sony is behind him a little bit now, and uh, you know he, he's picking up some steam. I think where, and I hate to say stuff like this, but I really think it's true. Where Hargrove kind of left off as this trumpet player that's kind of trying to expand the uh, genre or trying to expand the language of jazz, he's kind of in that vein where he's going to be well, one of those has people. To pick it up, man. Yeah, know. I think he's going to be somebody one of those cats. You know, like he's a he's a he's a hybrid. He's a throwback. He's he's in that. He's he's come from the family of Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, where he understands the music. But he wants to do a lot more with it, so that you know, I'm 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 saying that that's you know, y'all should check that out. Theo Crocker, he's dope. Yeah, man, we got to do that, man. Yeah. What's up, Maurice? You know, uh, a couple of quick things for me. Something. Yeah, uh, Devin, a dude has a new album. Oh yeah, um, it was pretty good. I I liked it. Uh, it was uh, I think one time on the show I called Devin the Sade of rap because <laughs> he just kind of gives you he gives you this vibe. But it never gets old, so it was good. But I have to say, I liked uh, Levitation better. Yeah, yeah, album. I did too. I did. But too. Uh, it it was it was a good album. Um, uh, his his rap, his flow is still good and everything. But just the production on the prior album and the the guitar that they had on the last album was more. I liked that a lot more. And um, uh, Black Keys. I don't know if anybody knows. Uh, uh, there's a rock group called Black Keys. They They've been out for a while, but um, they put out an album. And uh, the reason why I found them, well, I knew about them, but I refound them, 
is because I'm always on the lookout for the new album from uh, the Alabama Shakes because mm-hmm. I'm ready for them to come out with something <laughs> yeah. new. I think they're not coming out with something new. I think she went solo, didn't Did she? she? Yeah, I think she's... I won't, let me say this. I don't know if they're coming out with something new, but I know she's working on a solo Well, album. if she comes out with something solo, that would be fine with me, too, because mm-hmm. she's the reason why I'm, going, I'm looking for them. But uh, Black Keys is good. They do uh, some basic, some kind of basic blues rock. So, I mean, they're, they're good, you know, kind of keep you, tied you over until you can find uh, uh, Alabama Shakes album or somebody <laughs> like that. So those two, I, I really like. That's, those were the ones I listened to this last week. It's yeah. funny you uh, uh, mentioned Devin. I haven't heard the new album yet, but for some reason I've been obsessed with uh, Daylaw's uh mosaic bounce the mosaic thump theory those artificial albums and it's a song on one of the albums called baby fat where he does the hook Devin yeah Mm -hmm. Devin does the hook and I've been like I've been obsessed with the records but when I get to that song I keep uh, rewinding it he's a lot of the reasons he's a lot of uh, artists yeah Yeah. Yeah, because he's on Solange's uh, last album for a minute so he's because I know it's a nasty word Definitely got a good yeah. vibe. He's dope. I like him a lot. Yeah, man. What about you, Snoop? You know, you uh, you writing something new or uh, you? Because you don't listen to much music, do you? Man, I, I I'm act- <laughs> what's crazy is I'm actually a musician. I know, right? You know, but I ain't had time to really listen. I've been so indulged into this film. Uh, I am getting ready to write a musical, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah I want to. Uh, I've been it's been pondering on my mind for about two years. Uh, when I started to write it. I was in the phase of uh, getting ready to the opportunity of directing uh, Dream Girls, so now I'm back on. It. I said, "Man, let me go ahead and get this this musical engaged." So I talked to I don't know if y'all familiar with a guy named by the name of Sean Martin. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, So me and him partnering up to actually uh, do the musical. He's gonna do the music. I'm gonna do the, the content. And, uh, cool. And then another guy named Calvin Walker had uh, had some content on there as well. So yeah. Yeah. Sean, Sean does. I, we use he allowed us to use his theme. 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 Yeah, Which yeah. one was that? The uh, opening Seven Summers. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. actually using one of that on the on the TV commercial. Oh, okay. oh yeah. You know what? It sure is. Yeah. 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 It, it, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I did hear know, that. I just felt like you know a lot of times I get music from royalty free sites. Mm-hmm. Like, why not use some of the people we know, mm-hmm. you know, and give them exposure, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm a firm believer. Like, on, you know, I, everything I do, I try to use somebody I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That That is professional and has, has the style that I need for okay. it, you know? So you, uh, that, that makes me, uh, I watched uh, Her Eyes and I was listening to the music throughout that. Were those all different people that you were, that you were connected with or did you, how did, how did you, uh, orchestrate that soundtrack on that. Mo- most of them, if I'm not mistaken, there wasn't any on that that I didn't know. There was a lady by the name of Kay Vett that did a project, did a two cuts on there. Uh, uh, Paul Cannon is mm-hmm. on there. RC and the Grits okay. is on there. Uh, I liked I all the remember. music on that. That was really good. Man, I like that. Man, I can actually say the content. Most of the projects that I have, I get. I use a lot of those guys. Mm, okay. You know, because their their music is like amazing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that was good. I like that. Well, let's start from the beginning. Oh, yeah, Chelsea, you haven't talked about yours, have you? Yeah, I did. I talked oh, about yeah. all America, but uh, but hell, we can get right into this yeah. show. You know, because you know Snoop got a lot to talk about. 
You got really. a lot to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so you you you're from Dallas, right? Um, what what uh, what what started your uh, journey, or how did you how did you decide to? Was it just a creative outlet for you, or was it just something specific that said this is the thing that I'm trying to do or I want to do? Well, actually, I went to South Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bow Story before them. It all started at Bow Story. Okay. Um, what year was that? Probably 80-something. I don't remember exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably 82, 80, 81, somewhere in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was at Bow Story, I started playing keyboard. And I think the, when my mom had always got me involved with theatrical stage plays, she would take me to, back in the day, it was David E. Talbert, Shelley Garrett, mm-hmm. uh that's when, right before Tyler started becoming the mm-hmm. next playwright, you know, you had all those playwrights. So she would take us to this, and me and my brother to this entertainment stuff to kind of get us acclimated with the entertainment piece. Uh, so I started playing keyboard, and then after Bow Story, I went to SOP, and I started picking up the video camera. Well, the thing was, I wanted to be creative with a lot of my my class opportunities from certain grades and, mm-hmm. you know, extra credit. Mm-hmm. So I started doing like sex prevention videos and okay. nobody else was doing it. So the teachers were like, okay, keep doing them, keep doing them. And ended up, I started getting A's because of that, you mm-hmm, know, because mm-hmm. at first I wasn't making all the A's. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I, I think the out of the box experience really gave me that vibe. So then turn around after that, like I said, I started driving, you know, with the music piece uh, playing. I've had the opportunity of uh, opening up for... Uh, Prince, uh, Erica Badu, uh, Kim. Uh, I've played for so many different people, if, whether it's sound and all this thing, uh, those different variations. And then I end up just getting into the video element. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, as, as you as you grow, I'm all, I've always been into acting. But I was like, well, I might as well create my own opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, start writing and then start producing my own product. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So uh, when uh, Sheldon first mentioned that you were going to be in the sh- on the show, I immediately started thinking about uh, uh, the directors that I that I that I looked to, and one of them, or that I like, and one of them was um, was a, is is Ava DuVernay. And I, when she, she has this interview, or I've read something where she said she didn't go to film school; she just watched thousands of movies and thousands of. Of 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 documentaries or whatever about making films, and um, I guess I, I want to know how did you like educate yourself on filmmaking? Did you just like watch a lot of stuff or? I watched a lot of stuff, but I had a mentor. Okay. Uh, uh, Randy Torno is a white dude that uh, I was actually shooting a TV commercial. It was stone carpet commercial or some some sort. Ended up meeting him on site, and for some reason. He connected, you know, the mm-hmm. spirit, uh, our spirits just really connected. And he was like, man, I want to take you up under my wing. It was from there from history. So he started teaching me, you know, video techniques, uh, editing. Uh, the, the editing software back then was Premiere as well. But mm. the, it was like, I mean, like naked compared to what it is now. Mm-hmm. You right. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he started giving me these opportunities to work with him to uh, to shoot weddings, to to be behind the scenes, a commercial. Right. So just seeing 
what he was capable of doing and he was shooting like texas lottery commercials i mm-hmm, mean mm-hmm. like union stuff mm-hmm. and uh he gra- gra- gravitated to me and 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 it just kind of went from there okay okay man you know um <clears throat> but i noticed like when we did when we worked on that last uh project i worked on that last project current project would you rather uh i've so i've seen how from the first time I worked with you till the present, how you've actually grown so much in five, what, six years. Yeah. You know, and the shooting has changed. <laughs> <laughs> you learn. Yeah, <laughs> man. So, like, when you, as you, as you growing into it, uh, how do you kind of stay on, I mean, you know, stay on top and keep that drive going? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, do you get tired of it sometimes, or you just like, you know? I ain't, I ain't gonna say you get tired of it. Um, it 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 takes people like yourself being around, uh, like some of the, the teammates. When you mm-hmm. have people that encourages you, and you encourage them, mm-hmm. it makes you makes your vibe a whole lot different. Right. And um, I think that's been the biggest thing is just keeping the right folks around, because if 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 you don't have them to encourage you, you you will go down here. And then you know home is key too you know when you've got encouragement from your mom your uh, wife your daughter mm-hmm. uh it, it actually builds mm-hmm. your momentum and your encouragement uh to make you do now don't get me wrong i do get get tired you know because like the projects god has blessed me to be able to do a li- pretty much anything on set right you know from sound to lights to to videography, to acting, mm-hmm. uh, to script writing, to whatever the case may be. Um, so being able to do all those things, your your mindset is completely different. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the overall picture versus, okay, I'm just focused on audio today, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think sometimes when people are on set with me, they like, well, Snoop is already on the next scene. Well, because my mind is okay, this got to connect somehow with this, this scene, scene here mm-hmm. that we shot two days ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got to make sure that the continuity all intertwines. So um, if it wasn't because of, like, say, the right team, I think that's what keeps me driving. Yeah, because that that, that kind of that kind of tripped me out. Because you know, you like we're gonna do these pages this day, then we're gonna do these pages this day. I'm like. <laughs> Well, how is this going to come how together? How connect? Cook, how connect? So now it makes sense now, yeah. man. So, what is your uh, what is your creative process? What 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 drives the 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 next project? How do you what 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 help what happens when that thing connects and you start on that next thing? Uh, I would say sometimes it's situational. Um, sometimes it's talking to your friends or just people, you know people sitting around uh, prime example like I was telling you earlier I'm looking at doing a musical mm-hmm. and lately I've gone to a couple of musicals by default and I'm just like man this is really something I'm, I'm, I'm musically inclined I've got the stage behind me so why not mm-hmm. connect the two outside of doing just a theatrical stage play with a music element let's create the theatrical Broadway show mm-hmm. and let's take it to Broadway you know because I have the connections to connect it so it's, it's like just different situations bring bring it about to me to make me really uh, engaged in that next project or like um, we was talking about Ava mm-hmm. uh, her doing that uh, when they see us right before I saw that I was already on a project called twins that deals with miss uh, 
incarceration, but uh, falsely accused, mm-hmm. a single parent father that ties in. So I'm like, man, it's like your mind is on the same page as others, but sometimes it's that execution. Because what I don't like to do is I don't like to jumble everything all at one time because mm-hmm. nothing gets the attention. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that, that have project after project after project after project, but they're never successful. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer. Let's get it done, and then let's jump to the next one. I don't, I don't, I don't try to stack too much on top of each mm-hmm. other because I yeah. promise you, it will get you know missed. So um, you mentioned uh, that you you know every aspect of the filmmaking process from sound uh, to editing to directing, and um, you're fam- very familiar with the stage and all of that. So when I looked at your IMDb page, I saw. Um, producing credits and directing credits, but you didn't produce or you didn't uh, produce everything that you directed. So how do you, I guess my question is, how do you decide when you wear both hats and what what's the deciding factor as to you being the producer and the director of something? And when you do that, how are those roles, how do you handle both roles when you're on a project? It depends on the person's experience. Okay. Uh, whether I will be a producer. If they got experience, there's no need, need for me to help produce the project. I just go on there and do my job direct and go on. Uh, experience is, is really key. And then if I'm really not just being hired, some jobs, you just, it's a job. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you're not looking for those extra pieces to, to take yourself away from family or these pieces from finding locations to... Uh, finding money to finding these different actors it's a lot more of the work and even promotional pieces to tie into the mm-hmm. production so mm-hmm. it, it all just depends on who i'm working with at the time and mm-hmm. if it's my own project mm-hmm. we'll determine if i'm gonna do a producer or a director or both I, i'm curious as to, if you are a producer and a director on something how do you find the time I mean, that seems like uh, <laughs> like the stuff that you just listed all sounds like a full time job. Just doing not, just doing that piece of it from producing aspect of it. So, how do you and then get yourself in the right headspace to where you okay? I need to actually focus on directing this scene and this project, and not think about where I have to find my next hundreds, thousands of dollars right. to keep this thing going. Having the right team. Okay. You know, um, and I'm I'm a firm believer that having a team and teamwork is key. Now, Mm -hmm. if you if you're a good manager, uh, if you know what you're doing, if you if you I mean if you can dedicate, uh, you know, dedicate uh, delegate, you can you can make things go. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I and I'll delegate in a heartbeat, uh, depending on what it is. Especially if I know they're familiar and understand uh, the technique of what's taking place. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a uh, prime example <clears throat> when we were on the set for Black Diamond, <laughs> Snoop has his thing. You know, hey, uh, y'all need to get back in your lane now. <laughs> <laughs> no actors directing. Hey, hey, no, okay, hey. I got you. <laughs> now we know what kind of producer. You are. <laughs> no okay. sound man yeah. that ain't supposed to be filming. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. man, that yeah. would be a cool shot. How you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Go okay. back, but go back over there and sweep. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I need you to keep that dust off there. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. what I need you to do. Yeah. Got okay. a sound man with the headset. Man, that don't sound good. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's just a little bitty thing but delegation and having the right people
people in place, man. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. That People was standing in their lane, man. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talk about this current film you got coming out, Black Diamond, man. You know, this is a big, this is a big thing, big premiere and everything. Yeah, straight red carpet. Uh, it all started with uh, the distribution company out of uh, Florida by the name of Maverick Entertainment. Okay. Um, Doug Doug Schwab, which is the uh, the president of the company, came to uh, myself and Demarcus Bailey. Uh, about this particular project, he wanted to do a female queen pen type movie. Okay. So we're like, oh, okay, sounds sounds interesting. So Demarcus Bailey went in and started writing. Then um, I, after he finished writing, I went back and tweaked and did all the necessary things that I felt was necessary to make it all come together uh, to create the storyline. But me and him chopped it up and, and developed that. So the now, whole now I'm sorry I don't want to break it down. Who is Demarcus Bailey now? Demarcus Bailey is another writer out of Tyler, Texas, okay. uh, that has built a nice resume for himself from doing stage plays mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. his his most current film now is called Love and Drugs, okay, and is doing very very good on the indie scene mm-hmm. uh, from Amazon to and he's with distribution of Maverick Entertainment as well. Okay, so, okay. Uh, so my bad, yeah. So he he is a writer as well. We we partnered up to to do this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that the whole the whole premise behind this whole film is is showing how your past or the people that you are with can affect how your life goes in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a young lady by the name of Diamond that has has had a lot of issues from 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 parents not being around in her life uh one one thing one thing that that when people say you know i'm i'm this way because it's not because you were born this way or this that or the other i i i believe that a lot of times because of what you've gone through in the past mm-hmm. from you know you know, some of us may have multiple kids. We give one kid, you know, more attention than the other, not realize it. So now that kid got to go find attention somewhere else. And that's kind of what this this film deals with is the missing links to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after she finds it or she thinks she finds it, you know, there's a tra- tragedy situation which builds her to go to that next level to find herself. And she finds herself in the wrong pieces. And then by the time she finds the right piece is too late mm. it's too late but uh it's it's a uh, it's not it's, it's not a hood film um it it deals with almost real life situations yeah. okay yeah. yeah it ain't no hood film yeah it ain't it ain't it ain't hood <laughs> at all so nah. uh but but we we are doing the premiere of july july uh, 16th here in dallas and then we're doing it in in tyler on july 19th uh, man, when I tell you the cast is phenomenal, and we went to start going through the cast list, we have over probably 110 cast members, and didn't realize that's what extras included. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to do something special for them for the premiere. So we end up doing the premiere here before it actually hits the streets in either December-ish to February-ish time frame. Will it actually hit the hit the streets? Right. So it t- I'm sorry. I was just gonna ask, like you say, hit the streets. Um, does that mean that it's gonna appear on a specific platform first, or is it is it gonna be good in the theaters, or is it gonna be like Netflix or on some kind of film app, or what? 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 It, 
it won't hit theaters, but it will hit like like a Netflix. It's a new site called Tubu, Tubu, Tubu. It's it's a it's the net the next Netflix. Oh, yeah, they've been know. advertising it. Yeah, it's been it's been huge. So you've got that from Amazon to Walmart on DVD. Okay. To most of most of your v, VOD outlets, it would be on streaming okay. outlet. Um, to like say, uh, there's some other outlets that they'd be doing with DVDs and stuff. But when it hit, when it hits, it hits, it'll hit all over. So with uh, with all of the different outlets that you can put your content on, like you just talked about, all of these video on demand and Amazon and Netflix, YouTube, whatever. Is there is there? Do you feel like there's still a place? for the work that you do like you can you always find a venue or an outlet for your project or do you find yourself kind of like struggling to find somewhere where they will showcase what you do uh to be honest with you with the digital world there's gonna always be an outlet mm -hmm. the issue the issue is it's so saturated mm -hmm. um when you when you pull up prime example like music you can download music from anywhere now yep uh, now back in the day when you didn't have the internet to where you had didn't have digital downloads that's when people really were making money mm -hmm. so like I don't know if y'all familiar but like let's say Amazon if a movie is watched it's got to be watched so many minutes for it to even make money mm -hmm. it may be like a point zero three set of three cents that you be make per per minute so really for that client or that person to really make money, they really need to watch it. People need to watch the whole film for that person to really make some type of residual income. So it's not it's not it's not a lot of money behind it if you can make money. Really, to be honest, which is more of an exposure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's building exposure. And and you talked about IMDb, and I, I'll I'll go back to what y'all was asking me. But the IMDb was real crucial to me. I did a play called "She's Not Our Sister" back in 2011. Okay, we did the play. It was with the Silent Partner. Uh, we partnered up and did the pro uh, the show. Then after that, we went to TV, which went to the GMC network, which was is now called the Uplift. Well, this this project when we went to go do it for television, they would not use any local people, and I'm like, man, why they killed it? That's the reason why we sell, sold the show out. Well, mm -hmm. because they didn't have any IMDb credits. Okay. They didn't have a resume per se to grab, you know, grab folks' attention. Mm -hmm. So I had vowed after that to do any any projects that I have to try my best to give folks some type of IMDb credit mm -hmm. to build that resume. Because the thing is, a lot of times they don't care what the project is. They just want to see that you've done something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I see that, oh, you got credits. Cool. So somebody gave you an opportunity. So oh, it, it goes back to you, you can go to college all year, I mean, for four or five years and have this big degree. You're a doctor. But have you ever cut anybody? Right, right. right <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so it, it's the same, the same concept. So I, I, concept. So I, I vowed when that happened, as much as possible as I can is to open doors that I can to give exposure to give mm -hmm. other folks exposure, but also to, to, to give them IMDb credits because I didn't realize until I did that. She's not our sister, how important it is to have those credits, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, that's been, that's been like my biggest piece with this now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. What you gonna say, Mike? I don't remember what. Well, let me let me, another, <laughs> let me ask another question because you said something about that that really kind of resonated with me about uh, saturation. Because I feel like 
Um, I see a lot of apps for independent filmmakers and there are a lot of people who are out there making films. Do you feel pressure to do something just for the purpose of rising to, I'm, do you feel like doing like a shock value type of thing to get it out there? How do you, how do you get your project to get noticed in that whole, you know, sea of saturated content? To be honest with you, it's, it's all about the trailer, the sizzle, having okay. the right sizzle for it. Um, nowadays, people like what they like. Uh, what, what, what does annoy me, and you talk about the variety of different production, uh, producers that are getting film, filmmakers. One analogy I always use is people going to always go to who they're familiar with, first of all. But, and they're going to share who they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, a lot of us don't work together because we get so greedy. And to me, I don't care who I work with. You know, yeah. if you're willing to grind, let's grind. You can be director. I don't have to be a director. Well, I mm -hmm. can sit on the back burner. I can be an extra. It's not that crucial to me. But a lot of people, a lot of people of color, mm -hmm. we tend to have a hard time working with each other because we feel like that next person is going to take over. There's a Burger King, there's a McDonald's, there's a Whataburger, right, right. there's oh, a Wendy's, and guess, guess what they all sell? Mm -hmm. They sell burgers. The pie is big enough for everybody. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we can, we can, we can cross-promote yeah. indirectly. I can say, boy, I sure don't like me a McDonald's burger, but I'm Wendy's. Guess what? I just gave them some promotion on right. the other end. Yeah. You know, yeah. But we tend, to, we tend to not, we tend to hate each other so much because the other person's doing something, but guess what? If we work together, man, we can make a killing. White folks do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I, they don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have to be friends to work together. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've noticed, like, when you're just talking about that. Everywhere that we go is somebody black that owns a business that you film at, from the, from the cigar lounge to the barbecue place to, you know, shoot, we were all over the sky. Yeah, exactly. I'm, all I'm, over the place, and and that's and that's the other thing about it to me is I'm I'm real huge on giving exposure because sometimes you don't have that budget to actually you know pay pay for these these locations, so I make sure that I give them exposure. Prime example, we got uh, Nikki uh, Nikki Jackson with Absolutely Cakes and Catering. She has this special uh, dessert called the uh, sweet potato thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sweet potato fan. <laughs> But everybody loves it. I mean, they loves it. So I'm like, well, cool. I put it in the movie. So I put it in the movie. I've got a vodka, uh, Grand 79, that's off in the film. It was, it's a black on dispensary in Houston mm -hmm. okay. that, uh, that I end up putting in the film. So I'm, I'm a firm believer because it, product placement is key. And, and I did, uh, was it Unexceptional Love, I believe it was? And Nikki Jackson said that she had got a call from somebody that called her because of the movie. They were like, I want to, is that, that, that sweet potato thing for real? Mm. They actually <laughs> ordered it yeah. because of the movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, I, I, I see it working. Mm -hmm. I see it working. So I'm, I'm, I'm I, not to say it's anything wrong with a, you know, white business, but I try my best if that black business is really doing its job. I have no problem. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, no I think that's <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> so yeah. one of the things that interests me about m movies more and probably it's only been maybe specifically it's been since the TV show Queen Sugar. Um, um, I am a huge 
uh, Michelle Ndege Ocello fan. And one of the first things I noticed about that that TV show specifically was the music. You know, it took me, you know, I got into the show. I'm not going to act like I didn't I didn't love the show mm-hmm. or, or that I do love the show. But I'm always, always like focused on music placement. So when you're uh, when you're doing a project, how much time do you spend or and what's your process? How do how do you get to the music placement place? Or do you I always think in my head, this is how it works in my head. Right. You call like like uh, uh, Ava uh, hires Michelle and Degeo Cello and then maybe sends her a script, maybe sends her some shots and say, I need music for this 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 i want to put some music in here right where do you go to get that and then if you hire somebody it's a long ass question i no, realize that now now if you hire somebody what is it about that person that you look for um to make to have them become your music supervisor or do your uh, music for your 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 for the project gotcha so when when I'm working on a project, a lot of times you don't have the luxury mm-hmm. of picking up the phone and say, I need you to write a song just for this scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I take submissions mm-hmm. of product that's already there. So once the scene is shot, then I will add their song into that scene if it matches what, what's taking place. Now, I will have like um, somebody that goes and, and score it after and scoring uh for you all that are listening uh scoring is basically the music beds the the, the piano strings the mood mm-hmm. of the, of the, the, the landscape yeah. yeah 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 so uh i will hire somebody to do that portion mm-hmm. uh once the film is done but a lot of times i just unless somebody that's just want to produce a particular piece mm-hmm. but a lot of times i i they actually the music actually fits <laughs> when mm-hmm. I when I actually get the content, okay, yeah. Okay. But if I had a budget, mm-hmm. I would do that. <laughs> I would definitely do it. I would right. call, hey, I need you to write the song just for this scene, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you also have you have your music comp- producer. Then you have people that that insert, you know, the different uh, uh, artists that you would use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you um, you uh, mentioned that. Uh, well, you kind of alluded to the fact that uh, maybe some people don't always work together in the in the community, uh, the creative community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my question, one question would be, is there is Dallas a good place for creatives and um, uh, your overall experience dealing with other creatives has been overall good or not so good? I would say Dallas is one of the most talented cities in the world. Okay. It's a lot of talent here from from film to music, just uh, from dance. Uh, we've got a lot, a lot, a lot of talent. Uh, experiences. I've had some great experiences and I've had some bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had more great than bad because okay. I've learned to veer away from it now. Uh, if I see the, the person uh, ego, I, I'm a I, I'm a, I'm a passion. I, I hate what a passion is ego. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's huge to me. I don't, yeah. I don't, I fire you or I won't work with you. Yeah. Uh, I just can't deal with it because yeah. I, I mean, I've had, Lord has given me opportunities to, to do certain things 
and those opportunities have been you know pretty pretty broad so i'm like well why am i why we can't just do this thing together and go to that next level because mm-hmm. you're only as good as your next project mm-hmm. you know just because you've accomplished this don't mean that you can't fall down today right mm-hmm. uh but what i've learned about the dallas market um we become and i say we because i'm a part of the market uh we become very clickish mm-hmm. and uh to me it's best to branch out um prime example with like uh demarcus uh he writes a certain way so i write a certain way so when you combine those two you can create a masterpiece Mm -hmm. so sometimes you don't want to use the same people there's another great writer out here named uh, calvin walker Mm-hmm. phenomenal he he's completely different so if, if you want hood or if you want a uh, 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 corporate or uh, you you know to just to. yeah mm-hmm. you know and and i'm and i don't have a problem with with that so i've i've actually experienced the bad and <laughs> and the good <laughs> right right you know but i, I but I'm, i'll let folks know in a heartbeat i don't have anything against working with anybody as long as you're as long as your business together mm-hmm. yeah let me ask you a question about, um, and I don't even know if uh, this is even an organization that you as a director are even interested in or part of, but the the Academy of Motion Pictures, they put out their, they like invite people to be a part of their uh, group every year that decides who the biggest motion picture is and who gets nominated for what. And I saw several articles about who they invited this year and it was a lot of people of color with a lot of females um is that something that you even are tuned into and do you care about it if you if you do is that you know what do you think about them invite being more inclusive i haven't i haven't really uh paid attention to it to be honest with you okay uh but if that is the case i think it's a great thing to 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 get more of color in in that whole environment because it's been so locked down to where you know you have the whites that are basically doing doing everything and when you when you look at the avas you look at the uh the tylers you look at the uh john singletons and and the spike lees and all these other folks you know the will packers in the Mm -hmm, game mm -hmm. when you look at it's a lot of talent and a lot of people that are hiring hiring folks but they don't get the recognition that they deserve Mm -hmm because of their skin of color mm-hmm. you know uh I'm, a, I'm like like for example tyler perry he what i've seen with him is he's consistent with the team uh he gives the same people exposure which i wish that he would open more doors mm-hmm. with more actors you know i see him trying to do it at times uh but i wish he would give more opportunities with the others but he is committed and dedicated to his team whoever mm-hmm. he's that have his back He's, he, he's going to make it work for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what I admire about Will Packer, he's another one that's a producer uh, that actually does a lot of things in the black community uh, by giving a lot of folks an opportunities. I mean, from when he first started, mm-hmm. started out to where he is now, mm-hmm. he's still hiring new talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that uh, with that being said, if they see what's taking place, it could be a lot of opportunities that are out there. Yeah. I think it's interesting that because I, I when I asked when I thought about what questions to ask, I was like, do you as a director even have to know about the Academy of Motion Pictures? Because it would seem like to me that 
the the way they tout themselves that they tout themselves as I would think that they would reach out to people like yourself, independent filmmakers, and you have you have had an entire career and you don't have and you you haven't had to have a connection have a connection with them at all, and to me it would seem like if they were really serious about getting being inclusive and including people of color or whatever that they would find people like you at, at a local level who are doing films and doing things like that and say hey you know look at our on this national stage look at this person who's been making films for x number of years and has this body of work and award winning and all of this stuff and then that shows that we're really trying to make an effort toward this Doesn't but it's matter. not there it ain't making no no money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't have a million billion dollar movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and they it's all about the dollar. Yeah. And if the dollar ain't there, it don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> no Pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Pretty much in everywhere. Yeah, because yeah, I noticed you work with uh uh Darren DeWitt Hinton. Yeah. And I noticed he's doing a lot of independent films now. And I've seen him in a lot of independent films now on uh I think it's uh uh Aspire. Yeah. yeah, and actually those were, matter of fact, my she's not a sister's on Inspire mm-hmm. too. Oh, okay, that's okay, on okay. Her that I did a lot. The thing, the thing about Aspire, a lot of those shows have been shot years ago. Years ago, okay. Yeah, they were shot years ago uh, by a company by the name of Swirl Films. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 did a lot of turnaround, quick turnarounds. That was. When I shot She's Not Us, that was probably the best, worst experience I've ever experienced. <laughs> and the reason being is because we shot that, that, that project in three days. Oh, wow. Like three or four days. It, it was very quick. And it was an hour and a half. It was an hour. I think it was an hour film. But we shot. They, they flew in on Monday. We had a table read on Tuesday. We were shooting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And everybody was out on Saturday. And I'm just like, man, this is this is crazy yeah. mm. you know what what about if we miss this i mean but they shot it like a sitcom so they had multiple cameras so you wouldn't miss uh, you know the pieces kind of like what we, we shoot did, the yeah, film yeah. and that's that's a lot of where i got a lot of that concept from gotcha. that way too we don't do a lot of takes either mm-hmm. you know if somebody mess up all right we can retake it but if we didn't nobody mess up I got, you know, a close-up, close-up wide shot. Now I can do an extreme right. or I can do B-roll, whatever the case may be, an insert mm-hmm. with these different shots. So with with the way they shot that, it's just, it's bananas, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's bananas. So the conversation has been incredibly interesting. But the one thing that we glossed over was you opening for Prince. <laughs> now, yeah, I, you that know, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so, so uh, movies be damn. No, I'm just <laughs> right, 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 exactly, exactly. What exactly is that about? How did how did how did they come about? And I was playing for a group uh, called Common Folk. Okay, I know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony and Terry. Mm-hmm. I was playing with them back in the day, and we went to uh, the Forest Theater when Erica Badu owned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a big after party type thing that that uh, that we did and we ended up opening up for him mm-hmm. because he came there after his other party. Mm-hmm. I mean, after his other gig. Mm-hmm. I to remember do that. Get that. You know I do remember that. I remember, I remember that. yeah, everybody was, whoever was there was buzzing about it right. afterwards. You know, yeah, it was exactly. like, uh-huh, that's what you get for not coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he ended up performing and we opened up for him. Uh, that was a great experience. And then my brother uh, he had the opportunity to actually working for Prince for about a month and a half 
about almost almost a month and a half, somewhere in there. But he was his main engineer for that time frame. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, he had a that was a amazing experience for him. Too. I bet. I yeah. bet. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Now back to the movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, man, we know we just thank you for hanging out with us. But yes, sir, no, I appreciate it. But uh, uh, one more question, man. Um, what do you? What kind of advice do you have for like a young filmmaker that's out there now? I would say one: stay humble, um, stay focused, mm-hmm. get the right team. Um, the thing about the thing about it, advice. Uh, people interpret it the way they want to interpret it mm-hmm. uh <laughs> yeah. so uh can't tell me what to do exactly <laughs> exactly and then you're not i'm just giving you advice of what i experienced uh, and uh, and that's what i try to teach people around me is that i'm gonna give you what i've experienced right. i'm right. not gonna tell you what the next person told right. me right. that you shouldn't do xyz but this is what worked for me mm-hmm. now this may not work for you so i would say find your niche uh, get somebody that's like-minded that can really help you that don't have an agenda on if they can gain something from you or, or if you have something to offer uh, they're not just using you because it's a young man that, that just graduated college um, uh, named Larry Allen Jr. and I'm really excited to start oh, yeah, working with him because yeah, just to see the things that he, he is trying to do film wise mm-hmm is like amazing uh another young lady by the name of roche uh roche moore she yeah. has a degree in filmmaking hadn't done it in I years didn't, i didn't know she had a degree in yeah filmmaking. wow so that being said she hadn't done it you know forever but then you know we did the play i mean mm-hmm. the film she done a play now uh sometimes it just takes people striking that match and that fire lighting it up under that tail and then go ahead and do it and yeah. then they realize, okay, this is either really what I wanted to do or really what I don't <laughs> want to do. do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. Yeah, man. But she was going to share that information about the Black Diamond movie again before we get up out of here, you know. All right. All right. So Black Diamond, uh, July 16th and July July 16th in Dallas. Red Carpet Affair. You know, you come uh, you come dressed. Uh, to impress. To impress. Um, and then uh, July 19th will be in Tyler doing the same film. So if you're on the East Texas side, we got a spot for you. And if you're on the, what would this be, North side, I guess, of Texas? Yeah, we in uh, North Texas. Yeah. Is it North Texas? It's okay, North Texas. the North Texas side, you can uh, come to the one in Dallas. And uh, you can get your tickets at snoopwobinson.com. It is open to the public, but you have to have a ticket uh to actually enter or uh to even be a part of but red carpet man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be on point yeah man i got a uh i got a little nervous there i was like shit i'm about to go put on a suit yeah doc <laughs> i mean you don't have to i mean you don't have to you go in your shorts and uh t-shirt that's up to yeah, you nah, I'm, I'm, I'm you can wear your uh you can wear your psycho t-shirt with a tie <laughs> hey there you go there you go promote it put yeah. a bow tie promote it. with a psycho t-shirt I might, I might need to give me a pen made real quick by, by Tuesday. Hey, make it happen. You make know, it happen, yeah. man. Make it happen. But yeah, just it is it is a uh, red carpet affair. Uh, the uh, distribution company will be there, so I've encouraged mm-hmm. people that do have uh, independent independent films mm-hmm. to come and network. You know, I, I right. open up the cool. door for them to uh, 
to put their film out there cool. you know trailer oh, some of them cool. didn't, mm-hmm. didn't do it some did mm-hmm. but even if you didn't have a trailer to push buy a ticket and sit down there and and, and introduce yourself to this mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. you know it ain't a lot of times when you have that opportunity to 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 connect with the president of a distribution company. He's been around for years. I mean, he worked with Blockbuster to uh, uh, all these other outlets, uh, Redbox and so on and so on. So you've got the opportunity to, to dialogue. It's up to you. You can, I mean, what's, what they say, you can uh, take the horse to the water, but you can't, can't, can't make him drink it. Nigga, I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Oh man, well thank you for coming on Thanks, with us. Thanks for having me. Having you know, having I really appreciate it. You know, he having me. But as always, we want to thank you for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Like us on Facebook at Psycho Music Lyricology and make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at PsychoFellas. We can be contacted at psychomusiclyricology at gmail.com. Until the next time, peace. Peace.